Today on episode number 528 of the School of Podcasting, I'm going to go over the questions I got at Podcast Movement 2016 during my presentation, and I'm going to give you a little behind the scenes of having a film crew come to your office. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for coming to the show. If you're new to the show, here's the deal. I've been helping people understand technology for over 20 years. And what I do here is I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology, face your fears, and flatten that learning curve and get you on the road to a successful podcast. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up and save a bunch of cash. And before we get going, if you are new to the show, I like to just jump right into the topics. And I want to give a big shout out to podcastgeargroup.org. If you're a person that just loves to just rock out on podcast gear, microphones, software, things like that, check out podcastgeargroup.org. This is from Mark Johansson. He's uh, the guy behind that. And I'm saying that because Mark spent a fair amount of time trying to resurrect an audio file that I had from Podcast Movement. And in the future, what I'm just going to do is I'm going to get like a little lav mic and I'm going to take like my Roland RO5. I already have giant squid audio mics now that I think about it and just pin them to me and record it locally. I put my recorder kind of in the middle of the room when I recorded it. And this was not a, a room that was closed. This was kind of in the corner of where the vendors were. So there was a lot of noise. And my final test was I put it on my phone and listened through earbuds. And I went, you know what? I can cover this material in a way that's not going to make you have to strain to hear the information. So I want to thank Mark for really giving it the college try. He did clean it up considerably to get it to a better place, but I just was like, there wasn't that much interaction with the audience, and I thought, you know, I can just cover this stuff in a way that sounds so much better. So thank you, Mark, for that. And uh, the first thing, the first question I got, and this is the one we get over and over and over and over, and I'm not saying that as a complaint, because I would love to know the answer to this question too. But here's how I answered, and that is that question, of course. Want to guess what it is? I'll give you a second. Nope, it's not microphones. It's how do I grow my audience? And that is number one, and if you've listened to this show, you've heard me say this before. Know who your audience is, and then know what they want. Go where they are. Make friends with them. You have to do that first. And then, and if you can, when you make friends with them, bring value to the conversation. Then you tell them about your show. And then make it easy to find, make it easy to, to share, and make it easy to remember. That's really how you grow your audience, along with Facebook and Twitter and the, the chat book and the face snap and whatever, the Insta, Insta book, whatever stuff that is. I'm kidding. But that's really in a nutshell. And unfortunately, we're all looking for that 10,000 download switch. And I'm just here to tell you, it doesn't exist. You just got to, it's one, how do you grow your audience? One listener at a time. And that's why you got to bring the passion. And the next question was, how long should my podcast be? 
And the thing I always say here is if you do a podcast, let's say I start the Dave Jackson Power Hour. Welcome to the Dave Jackson Power Hour. Uh, That's great as long as there's 60 minutes of content. But if I start the Dave Jackson Power Hour and I got 18 minutes of content, that's a bad thing. And the other thing you don't want to do is do the Dave Jackson Power Hour and have it be 90 minutes long. There's a little thing called editing you might want to look into there. So, and I've given this quote before, the uh, the book Beyond Powerful Radio is by Valerie Geller. And she says, there is no such thing as too long, only too boring. And the cool thing that I just discovered is you can now get that book at Audible. Yes. So if you are a member of Audible, you can go over and actually get that book as, you know, whatever it is, one of your free things. It's a really cool book. And it covers a lot of it's obviously it's all about radio, but a lot of it will you know transfer over to podcasts. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash free book, that book is now available on Audible. And you know the story with Audible. You've heard their ad eights millions times. If you're a new member to Audible, you get a free book. And of course, if you don't like it, you just cancel the subscription. And you can keep the book. So it's a great book. It's one of my favorite books on radio and content creation in general. A lot of great stuff in it. The next question I handled at Podcast Movement in 2016 is how do you handle headlines when you have multiple topics in a show? And I really like this question because I have dealt with this for years. And what I finally started doing is for me, instead of having a headline that was like microphone gear review dash uh, Jason Bryant dash whatever, you know, it, it didn't make, I was really diluting my headline and headlines, you know, the title of your blog post of your podcast is one of the most important things. And I was diluting it. So what I do now, and this is the beauty of podcasting, you can do whatever you want. For me, I'm going to look at that episode and go, okay, what's the thing that I really think is going to let my audience or or get my audience going, oh, wow, I'm really glad I like that part of the show the most. And then I make the headline about that. That's what I'm doing now because I was diluting my my title before, trying to put 27 titles into one title. That didn't work. So let's just pretend like there is one. And then, as always, people don't read. They scan items. So I always make sure that the other topics – have kind of a headline look when you go to the actual website. And I also have those in the show notes. Then someone asked about, do I have any tips for doing a live show? And the one thing I always like to point out is if one of the things that's holding you back from podcasting is I don't want to look stupid, don't start live. Because when you're live, you can say things that are stupid, where when you're doing something that you record and you release later, you can cut out all the stupid stuff. That's the beauty of it. You don't have to worry about sounding stupid when you're not live. Now, in the past, I've used Blab.im. I've used Google Hangouts on Air. Blab.im just recently went out of business. And the one I like for me, if you're looking for audience interaction, is now Firetalk.com. And I've been using that for a couple weeks now, and it seems to work okay. Now, the beauty of Firetalk is it's free. And so between you and me... I'm using it for now. Who knows what it'll be in a year or so, because I've always said don't base your podcast on free services. And right now I use that one for my Ask the Podcast Coach show, 
And I have other things I could use that uh, I'm looking into. So anytime you're using a free service, you have to be ready to move at a moment's notice. Uh, The other thing you have to realize is when you're doing things live, there will be people that come in and try to ruin your show. Last week as I was doing Ask the Podcast Coach, and I guess it's because I said, gosh, there don't seem to be as many trolls over here. Uh, Somebody signed up and their username was like dirty blank and blank. So it was like body parts kind of stuff. And uh, who then asked a question and insinuated certain things about my sexuality that was rather interesting. And so I, I deleted his nasty comment, and then I thought I had blocked him, but apparently I didn't. They, they have to have a way there to kick people out and then have them not come out. So that was kind of a hassle. But uh, that is something that will just happen. And so that is a skill that you have to be able to just not burst into tears. <laughs> Somebody came in the room and shouted, Baba Booey. You, you got to just like keep calm and go, all right, thank you, nasty person, and keep on going. The other thing with live, if you're lucky, you're going to get 5%, maybe 10% if you're like, wow, people uh, listening to your show. 90% of the people that listen to Ask the Podcast Coach listen later. That's the magic of podcasting is it's time-shifted. Now, on the other hand, live is addicting. It's cool getting instant feedback. And the people that show up live are really, really fans of that show. So I'm not completely poo-pooing live. It's just, it's a whole other skill set. It's a little more technical, depending on what you're doing, if you're playing your music and things like that live. And um, if also, if you're saying, I'm going to do a call-in show and my audience will be the content, when you first start out, you don't have an audience yet. So you're not going to have any content. So I always do that show. I do with Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. And we always kind of have topics that we are ready to talk about. We go out and scour the news. We find questions and things like that. But there are those weeks that it's a little intense because I'm like, I didn't have any time to do any show prep. I hope people call in. And I'm very lucky at this point that I usually have like 30 people over there asking questions. So if you ever want free podcast consulting, ask thepodcastcoach.com slash live every Saturday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Somebody else asked, should I put my face out there? And in this case, if your brand and you are the same thing, like if you are your brand, then it might be a good idea. Now, the thing that I do use with caution here is you might think twice if you're a woman, And if you go, really? Why? I have a very simple answer to that, and that is guys are creepy. Guys are just, they're just creepy. And on one hand, an attractive female, if we just go completely stereotypical, uh, will grab the attention of people. So just, just go into that and go in with both your eyes open because I, I haven't heard of a lot of super creepy guys with female podcasters, but I have heard stories. So just be careful with that. And I I don't want to say that to scare people off because they're, you know, they're creepy guys at the grocery store too. So just keep that mind in. But if, if I was doing something where I wanted you to connect with me because I'm the brand, I guess at the school of podcasting, I'm kind of the brand in a little wood. I mean, I have my own logo and things like that, but you know, you might want to get, it's a way to get people to know you. And that way, when you go to a conference or when you actually go, remember I said, when you're growing your audience, go there. Well, now they'll actually recognize you. 
And then somebody asked, what do you think about regional podcasts? Because one of the great things about podcasting is it's a global audience. I mean, Sirius Satellite Radio is cool because when you drive across the country, you don't lose any of the signal. But I believe there are certain countries that don't get uh, Sirius Satellite Radio. I think one of them is Canada. If I remember, it's been a while since I've had a Sirius uh, subscription. But I know for a while it didn't go into Canada, which was kind of a bummer. And with podcasting, it is global. Now, if we go the opposite, what if I do a hyper-local show? And I swear, if there were more hours in the day... I would start a local podcast because I think it would be easier to get advertisers because you could get the local mom and pop stores and things of that nature. And that's a long-term goal of mine, maybe 2017. If I can whittle some things off my plate, I might do that. But I think they're a great idea. And Kevin Smith at Podcast Movement had a great line. He says, failure is not starting a podcast that people didn't like. That's not failure. Failure is not starting the podcast. Because how are you going to know unless you try it? So, yeah, I think regional podcasts would be great. It it seems kind of weird because you're like, but why would somebody in Colorado listen to a show about Maine? Well, maybe they used to live there. I know there's a um, WNIR, Winter 100, does a uh, the Talk of Akron, which is where I'm from, Akron, Ohio. And I know a lot of people that would move out of Akron because, well, there's nothing here. Uh, And uh, they would still listen to that show on the internet just to keep up with what was going on in the local city. What's the biggest mistake when it comes to making content? And I answer it this way, guessing what your audience wants. Because we said step one of growing your audience is to give them what they want. Well, if you don't know what they want, now you're kind of guessing. And it's kind of like you end up with a gift card mentality, right? Your podcast is a gift, and so what do you do? You give them an Amazon gift card. If you're, you know, it's a secret Santa or something like that. And you get somebody that you've never heard of and you're like, ah, I'm just going to give them an Amazon card because then they can buy whatever they want, which is fine. It's not a bad gift, but there's not, it's not very personal. It's not very touching. It's, it, it, when I get a gift card, now granted, I, I appreciate gift cards, but I, I think we all in our mind go, oh, look, somebody ran out of time and had to buy a present or something. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But uh, so that would be one mistake, guessing what your audience wants, because it's easy. It's easy to put up a survey, go to a couple of Facebook groups, a couple of Google communities, go to a meetup and find out what people are talking about. Another mistake, including personal family details. Now, what I mean by this is not details about you, details about your family, like your son might not want it broadcast to the world that he got an F on his test. Right? You have to be very careful about revealing details about your family. Now, I can talk all day about me because it's my podcast, but be very careful with that. And that's not so much a mistake for your audience. Your audience doesn't care if you reveal details about your family. I'm saying your family might worry about that. So keep that in mind. Then the other thing is a mistake. You need to know why you're doing your podcast because you, you, I mean, you can talk all day about what your audience wants to hear. We're like, that's step number one. Know your audience, step number two, give them what they want. But if that topic doesn't line up with your goal, then that's going to cause issues, right? If your audience wants to talk about, uh, I don't know, NASCAR, and that's great, that's awesome, they all love NASCAR, but you're really trying to sell houses 
and or you're trying to maybe you're in the stock market or whatever it is you're in your goal is to hope to drive people a certain direction and they're driving in a completely different direction that's when you got to go why am i doing this again because you got to make sure your why and your overall goal line up doesn't make any sense if it doesn't what are the beginning stages of a podcast what do they look like what can i expect this is that whole when people have babies and you go to the doctor and it's like, well, it's time for a six-month checkup. And you're like, oh, is he supposed to be uh, doing this and is that? And is he developing okay? Is she okay? Is she tall enough? Is she fat enough? Is she? Is he tall enough? Is it, you know, should he have this much baby weight? How many teeth does he have? And we're just like, oh, am I keeping up with the Joneses? Well, the first things first, I always tell people when you have a start off, you're going to have a small audience, maybe 100 people, maybe 50 And that's a good thing because now you can answer every email, you can answer every comment, you can answer every tweet. You can really, really connect with your audience. And that makes those people, they become your your brand advocate. It's your sales team. It's the people that are going to go out and say, hey, did you hear this show? And one of the reasons they do that, and this is kind of weird sometimes, but you're the host. You are the host. That's right, the big host. You are the official Big Shot Smarty Pants. You're the person behind the mic. And that carries weight with it, whether you want it to or not. And when you reach out to your audience, they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just got an email from you. Now, the other thing, if you listen to the feed, it's a great podcast. It's uh, the official podcast from Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, one of the largest media hosting companies who I happen to work for, by the way. Use the coupon code SOPFREE and get a free month at Lipson. So if you need, if you're getting into podcasting, that's a great place to start. And they release stats at the end of their show. And uh, Rob Walsh, who is the vice president of podcast relations, it's usually around 150, 160. 50% of people get more than 150 downloads an episode and 50% get less. And you're like, that seems kind of low. It's because there's so many people starting podcasts that have, you know, seven downloads per episode because they're brand new. The average is around 2,000-ish. So that's something. But realize, though, if you say, oh, man, I don't have 150 downloads. I only have 78. What if one of those people is the CEO of a company that you would die to know if they were listening to it? One of the things that I died and went to heaven, I was at New Media Expo, Probably two years ago, it was the year before I took it over, and I was in a talk of Michael Hyatt. He uh, wrote the book Platform. He does uh, This Is Your Life, Platform University. Great guy. Love Michael Hyatt. And I asked him a question at the end of his session, and he said, oh, I know, Dave. I listened to your show. And I was like, Michael Hyatt listens to my show? Are you kidding me? I was ready. So if I had said, well, I've only got four people listening to my show, one of them might be Michael Hyatt. If you don't Mike, if you don't know Michael Hyatt, I know I talked about uh, Valerie Geller. Uh, Platform is a great book. That's that's one of the books I read every year, just to kind of steer me back into what I need to be doing. And uh, everything I'm talking about today, you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com/slash-five-two-eight. Now, speaking of that, when I start a podcast about topic A, and all of a sudden my audience wants to go to topic B because. Podcasts are a little bit like children in the fact that they have their own personality sometimes, the audience. Well, okay, so you wanted to, you started the podcast to talk about topic A. And let's let's just use ice cream. You wanted to talk about chocolate ice cream. And your audience 
just seems fascinated with strawberry ice cream. And so the question is, well, what do I do? I wanted to talk about chocolate, but they want to talk about strawberry. Well, if you want to talk about that topic as well, and again, that topic aligns with your goal, well, then go ahead and talk about strawberry ice cream, if that's okay with you. If the topic is something you don't want to talk about, I don't know anything about strawberry ice cream, well, then don't. And because if you try to, A, talk about things that you don't know about, you're, you're liable to make yourself look stupid again. Uh, it's also where you're like super passionate about chocolate ice cream. Oh, the mocha and the da-da-da, and you just love chocolate. But when it comes to strawberry, you're like, eh, it's all right. That's going to come through to your audience. And if you're not excited about it, it's they're probably not going to get excited about it, even though they want to talk about it. It just You'll know when people are mailing it in. And so keep that in mind. And also, again, like I said, make sure it's in line with your goal. And also, just if you're talking about a subject that's not something you're interested in, when you're trying to do something that's not yourself, it's hard. And you will start doing or you'll start dreading, I guess, is another way of looking at this. You'll start dreading creating your podcast. There was a uh, commercial, man, many moons ago for Dunkin' Donuts, and this guy was going, time to make the donuts. Because he had to get up really early to do it. And you'll find yourself going, time to make the podcast, if you're talking about stuff that you just don't care. Many moons ago, I went to a uh, a Sammy Hagar concert here in Akron, Ohio. This little small venue was awesome. And at the end, Sammy came out and started playing The Who, like a, a songs from The Who and another song by Led Zeppelin. And he said, look, I know you're probably wondering, like, why am I playing this stuff? He goes, you know, I'm on tour, like, however many months. And he goes, if I get bored, we're all just screwed, basically. He didn't say screwed, but you get the point. And uh, I thought that was funny, but that's the truth. If if you're not happy with your subject, you're not going to want to talk about it. Then somebody asked me, they said, look, I'm an accountant. And sometimes people don't want to hear what they need to hear. And I said, well... And they were kind of like, so what do you do in that case? Well, here's the thing. Number one, not everyone, in, in the immortal words of Jack Nicholson in uh, A Few Good Men, some people just can't handle the truth. And I'm a big fan of John Lee Dumas uh, from Entrepreneur on Fire. Super nice guy. He just He's just so stinking John Lee Dumas. He also wrote the Freedom Journal. And uh, you want to talk about passion discipline. And this is a guy that's just killing it. He's he's making literally millions of dollars with his podcast. And that did not happen overnight. It happened with a lot of work, a lot of discipline, things like that. But everybody thought when he first came out and really just was crushing it, if I just do what John does, I'll make millions too. And it just doesn't work that way. Uh, and I always say, you're never going to out John Lee Dumas, John Lee Dumas, because it comes to him naturally. And so I had to kind of tell people, not that John is lying by any means, because he's telling you exactly what he did. But I do have to tell people, just because John is doing that, doesn't mean if you do exactly what he does, you're not going to get the same results. And you might, but typically any kind of copy of something else is not as good as the original. And John was kind of an original when he came out. He was a guy that was doing a daily show. And back in the day, that just wasn't something that was happening a lot, especially for entrepreneurs. So keep that in mind. So not everybody can handle the truth. And also, if you are saying things that people maybe disagree with, but you're like, 
no, this is the truth, that's okay. Not everybody's going to like you. And those people that don't like you, in most cases, will tune out. And in some cases, they'll tune in because they love to hate you. It's weird. I have a couple of shows like that. I scream at the uh, dashboard in my car. I'm like, what are you thinking? That is so wrong. Quit giving up bad information. And uh, the other thing, if you're delivering things and you're kind of worried that your audience isn't going to want to hear it, maybe, you got to give them a little tough love, maybe. When delivering not so great information, back it up with your research. Back it up with whatever facts that you are using to shape your opinion. So you could say, well, according to this, when I did this, this happened. When I did this, this happened. And I read here in this article, this, and then I tried this. And because of all this, this is why I think that. So that way they can, you can give them the research and let them come to their own conclusion. Or, and here's the beauty of podcasting, if you give them your research Maybe they've done their own research, and now you can have that lovely word that I love. I love this word, and that is dialogue. You can have a dialogue to go, here's what I think, and here's why. And they go, here's what I think, and here's why. And you go, wow, I didn't know that. And they go, I didn't know that about your thing. And then you talk about it, and you can both come together and figure out what the truth is. Because there's always your side, their side, and the truth. And then the last question that I got from somebody, and I get this one a lot, how do I come back after a long hiatus? Well, let's say you've never launched a podcast. At this point, you've been on hiatus since 2004, right? It's been 12 years since you've released a podcast because podcasting started back in 2004. Well, how did you get over that 12-year hiatus? Well, you figured out what your audience wanted to hear, you recorded it, and you put it out. That's kind of the same way I'll give you an example. The very first podcast I ever did is now called The Marketing Musician, and it has not had an episode out since November, mainly because there's a, a classic example of I just don't have the passion for that subject anymore. And when I go to record that show, I'm kind of like, ugh, time to do the podcast. And so I have two more episodes I'm going to put out over there. And it's going to be fun. I think I'm going to put one out here in a week or two. And it's going to be interesting to see what the downloads are after taking a six-month hiatus. And I did the hiatus. You couldn't do it worse, meaning I didn't announce it. I just didn't show up for six months. And so anybody that I was part of their routine, they're like, yeah, it's Monday. Time for a marketing musician podcast. For six months, they're like going, hey, is Dave? I don't think Dave's coming back. And they may have unsubscribed. So... Uh, but at this point, the question was, how do I come back after I left? You just start. And the other thing I always say is do not start off that episode. Hey, I'm back. I'm so sorry. Don't start with an apology. Do that at the end for the people who have made it through. They like your content. Then you can say, Hey, you know, I know I haven't been around in a couple months. And if you want to give why you can, but a lot of times I don't think people care. I think they just care that you're back. And so if you can say, Hey, you know, I took a couple weeks off. And uh, things have been worked out, and here's the schedule going forward. That's fine. But I, we feel indebted to our audience. I, I think I've always said why anytime I've ever taken a hiatus. I've never taken a hiatus on this show, but I have on other ones. And that's the way to do it if you're going to take a hiatus. And let me give you an example of this, why I think that's the way to do them. Have you ever I, – I once uh, at my church worked in the nursery, and boy, I tell you what – Remember I said podcasts are a lot like children. 
when parents leave their children for an hour, they're like, all right, you're going to stay here and have fun. You can color and all this other stuff. And they're, they're explaining all the ways they're going to benefit. And they're like, mommy and daddy will be right back. And as they're backing away from the door, the kid's starting to like, eh, 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 and they're like, we're going to be right back. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Mommy, daddy, it's okay. And, and that was their way, right? They're announcing their hiatus. We're going to be gone for an hour. We'll be right around the corner. It's okay. And hopefully the kid will handle it. But it's the parents that like just, they hand off junior and book and junior turns around and they're like, where's my mommy? Yeah. So when you can announce your hiatus, it's much less stressful on your uh, on your audience. So those are the questions that I answered at uh, Podcast Movement. And again, I, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Mark Johansson of Podcast Gear Group for trying to resurrect that file. And uh, he, he definitely made it sound better. But when I listened to it through earbuds, I'm like, you know what? I got a microphone right here. I can just redo that uh, thing and it's much more pleasant to listen to in uh, this version this podcast is part of the power of podcasting network find it at powerofpodcasting.com changing the world one download at a time speaking of podcast gear talk i uh recently purchased an apex 230 this is a um and you do not need this for the record. This is so icing on the cake. It's a voice processor. And I've been using a Behringer uh, Xenix 1832. And again, way overkill for a beginner podcast. And I think I'm going to be swapping this out because all the stuff I used to do with it on the on the live call-in show, I had a phone coming in, I had a co-host coming in, I had me, I was playing live music. So I needed all these Tons of buttons, basically. And I don't do that anymore. I still have the call-in show, but I don't have the phone anymore. And I don't need all those buttons and stuff. And But basically, I've never been super happy with my sound. And I tried something. When, when you're troubleshooting, you can take things out of the picture. So I was like, all right, let's eliminate the mixer. Let's just go. In this case, I went from my microphone into my microphone processor, right into my portable recorder. And you know what? It sounded a whole lot better. And I'm like, hmm, much less hiss. And this is after I'd gone through and made sure I, I had the right uh, input in and wasn't clipping and things like this to really reduce the hiss. But I was getting a ton of hiss. So I was like, all right, there's something, for whatever reason, in the mixer that's adding a bunch of hiss. And uh, so then I thought about this and like, all right, what else can we figure out with the mixer? And I was going from basically the main outs of the mixer via a quarter-inch jack into the line-in jack of my portable recorder via a 3.5-millimeter or a one-eighth-inch headphone jack, basically. And I was like, let's try going, because this particular mixer has an XLR. Now, that's the kind of big, round microphone jacks with the three holes in them. And I took the XLR jack out of the mixer into the recorder. And you know what? Much, much, much less hiss. So it may be, because I have a really long cord for the uh, the other way, the um, quarter inch to uh, headphone jack kind of thing. And this just sounds, I mean, way noticeably. Not A lot of times we get freaked out with sound and 
we hear that no this was noticeably different and so that's what i'm doing right now and uh i think in the end i'm going to swap out this mixer for a smaller one that i have because the only thing this this mixer does that i like is it has a mute button and this smaller mixer that i have that a will take up less room b has much less things to go wrong with it um I can always just buy a mute button or, I don't know, turn the volume knob down. But just uh, a little behind the scenes of what's going on here with the studio and my sound and uh, things of that nature. And uh, when in doubt, check your cables. Well, this weekend was very, uh, what's the phrase here? A lot of activity. I woke up, did ask the podcast coach. Again, every Saturday, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, 1030 Eastern Standard Time. And the idea was, at the end of the show, The Messengers, now this is an actual documentary film being made about podcasting, was going to show up at my house about the time that show ended, to the point where I I gave them a a video on how to get to my house and just told them to walk on in. So that was going to be really, really cool. And then I got a text at 9 o'clock saying, our flight has been delayed. And to make a long story short, they didn't get here. We had a a Cleveland, well, now we're calling it the Northeast Ohio podcaster meetup. And you can find that at NE, for Northeast, Ohio, podcasters.com. NEOhioPodcasters.com. So if you're in the Cleveland, Akron, Canton area, check that out. And we had a meetup at a local library. And... They made it, it was from 3 to 5 o'clock, and they got there at 4.15. So thank you, Frontier Airlines. Who knew that you needed a, a there was something wrong with a wing, and I guess you you need your wings to work if you're flying. That's weird. But it was kind of weird that Frontier apparently only has one plane. They call it Fred, and Fred was broken, so they had to fix Fred before it flew. I don't know how that works, but it was really annoying. And I got to tell you, the the messengers, I've been doing a documentary about or I've been doing a doc I've been doing a podcast about the documentary. And I know these guys were working hard. Holy cow. Holy cow do these guys work hard. I mean, they're just because they have full time jobs. And then they're going around all over the world filming different podcasters and things of this nature. And uh, I could just tell they were they were pooped when they got here, but they push through, they do phenomenal work. And I'm telling you the amount of detail that they go in to make sure the shot is right. And I mean, it's, it was like, like they'd get ready to shoot. They'd be like, all right, roll audio, click, say the number, cut the the thing. All right. And cut and all right. And step down and blah, blah, blah. I was like, wow, this is like the real deal. And I got to say, it was a little weird at first. I mean, I've made a living talking to groups as a, uh, trainer in in corporate world for you know over 20 years i've been a keynote speaker i've been you know spoken at many conferences uh at one point i was a um an assistant pastor so talking to groups is not a problem but this was different it was four people not 20 not 50 not 100 not whatever and the fact that it was it just I, it took me a little second to kind of get in the groove but the good news is they asked me questions about podcasting and i was off to the races so it was really really cool the other thing that was really nice is uh, Angelo Mandato from uh, Blueberry. He's the CTO over there. Uh, he lives down in Columbus. He came up for the podcasters meetup, and uh, we all got to hang out. We went out to dinner, and um, 
Daniel J. Lewis was uh, came up from Cincinnati from the Audacity to Podcast, and a bunch of other great people were there, as long as our regular Cleveland podcaster meetup people. And uh, Kim from onthetablepodcast.net. Wait, I did that wrong. Onthetablepodcast.com and toastmasters101.net. There we go. But I got to tell you, here's the really coolest thing I, I learned over the weekend that was like, I, this is so awesome. You got to check out Scott hmm, Sikora, is how I'm going to pronounce it. S-Y-K-O-R-A. I just call him Scott. And he does The Beardcaster. And if you're like, what? Yep, thebeardcaster.com. And what he does is he does a podcast about professional, competitive bearding. How niche is that? I just, I want to go to a competition because it is like, on your marks, get set, beard. And they go, mm, come on, beard harder. I, I want to, I don't under, I mean, it's cool. I, like, do they sniff it? Do they smell it? Do they... How does that, like, I, I, I got to check out one of Scott's competitions. And here's the really cool thing about this. We're going to have, and I'm holding you to this, Scott. We're going to have it because of my podcast story from Scott. And the guy's only 14 episodes in. How cool is that? So if you always think, I don't know if anybody would listen to my show. And he's, he's actually doing really good with download numbers. I don't want to share his numbers because I don't have permission. But if you think nobody will listen to the show, I got news for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, they will. And uh, it's really, I'm really, really uh, interested to to watch Scott's progression as thing goes on. We also had two new people show up that didn't have a podcast. And uh, so if you're somebody in that area, again, check out anyohiopodcasters.com. And uh, having a, a, a crew come up was really, really cool. And Daniel J. Lewis, as I said, from the Audacity to Podcast showed up and he actually spent the night, which was cool. And it's just one of those things that the more you hang out with people, the more you get to know them, and the more you get to know them, the more you either like or dislike them, or the the the, the relationship grows and things of that nature. So in that aspect, it was kind of a win-win all the way around. And uh, yes, they did film Bernie, um, who was uh, making his presence known, luckily not during the filming. But they did go down. They're like, man, your your cat has a sweater on. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's you know, and you could see where he's. My cat is somewhat psychotic, and he uh, he he licks. He will lick himself naked. Like he will lick all of his fur off, and so I have clothes on him, so he can't do that. But then he actually bites through the sweater until I buy him a new one. But he's size 3M, so I've I've now learned that. And uh, it was a great weekend, and uh, those guys are awesome. And right now, you can go to. The uh, it's the Messengers Doc, which is short for documentary. The Messengers Sign up, get on their newsletter, and you also get behind the scenes. You'll you'll be part of the Facebook group. You can get some swag. But here's the big thing: if you want to actually help us get this movie finished, please consider going to supportthemessengers.com. That's supportthemessengers.com. Literally, like a dollar, five dollars, you know, whatever you got. 30 cents, got it, whatever, supportthemessengers.com. I want to see this movie get created because, man, the professionalism is off the hook with this. And I kind of like it because there's a lot of, and I, I kind of hate the whole pro-caster, indie podcaster, because I, I, to me, I think we're all just content creators, but there's a lot of, of, of focus on indie podcasters. And so 
do consider going to supportthemessengers.com and throwing in a shekel, a penance, a whatever you got, and uh, help get this movie made. This one is right around the corner, a couple weeks. want to let you know I'll be at Podcast Mid-Atlantic. This is uh, a two-day event in the Philadelphia, PA area, 18 days as I look at their website here. And I'll be there. I'll be on a couple panels, which will be great. And uh, the way they work this is uh, last year I did uh, a presentation, and they basically, to, to have new speakers every time, this year they're having me on a panel. And so the people that are speaking this year, next year we'll be on a panel. Maybe I'll be back speaking next year. So they really focus on creative items here. And uh, it's a fairly inexpensive conference. And uh, Joe puts on a, a good show over there and uh, a lot of networking going on. And if you're interested in this, go to podcastmidatlantic.com slash SOP and you can save $10 off your ticket. And uh, that'll be very, very cool. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm also going to be speaking at PodFest. That's at podfest.com. US. This is uh, next year. And we're going to set up some sort of podcast or a school of podcasting meetup. We're going to have some sort of special party for the school of podcasting there. So uh, I'll give you more information about that, but put that on your calendar. This is going to be in Florida in 2017 and uh, February 23rd through the 25th, Orlando, Florida. Really, really looking forward to it. And uh, I see that I am on the slides. Uh, if you go over to podfest.us, uh, I'm actually, they have like a slideshow on the front of the uh, thing. It's at the, um, this awesome resort that's going to be really, really cool. And what we'll be doing there, one of the great things about that particular uh, event is that is where we will be premiering the movie, The Messengers, if all things go according to plan. So that's one of the things uh, I'm looking forward to as well. But uh, put that on your calendar, and I will keep you. I'm going to add a page to the School of Podcasting that shows all of my speaking engagements that are coming up. And if you would like me to come speak at an event that you're having, please let me know, and uh, I love to do that. And uh, also, if you would like to interview me on your podcast, if you're ever thinking that, oh, he wouldn't come on my show, yeah, I would. Because if I get to talk about podcasting, uh, you don't have to ask me twice. So that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, if you need some help with podcasting, go out to schoolpodcasting.com. You can actually hire me for one-on-one consulting. And all that information is out there as well as my contact information. And uh, we will see you next week with another episode of The School of Podcasting. Until then, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. And we'll see you again real soon.